morning. Good morning. Because we're on something. Genesis 19. Y'all are able today. Uh, John Reeves, his mother, passed away last night. Thought you seen her than what it was. She hadn't received water or food for several days. That's the one that created her yesterday. I want message is lot preaching. And Jesus not thinking. Lot preaching. You know, and Lot stood outside. Here's, here's how messed up we are in our minds. And we, we don't get it. Lot stood out in front of that door. He shut that door behind him. And he said, men, I beg you, don't do wicked things. Take my two virgin dogs. Does that seem evil to you? Would you do that? Y'all have daughters. Would you do that? What a gospel message. Don't do wicked. Have what is pure. Have what is wholesome. Have what is right. What does mankind do? I don't want nothing to do with what's wholesome. I don't want nothing to do with what God says is pure. I don't want what's wicked. I want what I want. I was preaching to those people on that street. You know that? Genesis 19, verse 12. And the men said unto Lot, Hast thou any here besides? Those angels spoke to Lot. Genesis 19, verse 12. Men said unto Lot, those angels, two angels came, two messengers came to Lot. Let's come out two by two. How do you know about all this? God sent a man to preach. Sent these angels. The men said unto Lot, Hast thou here any besides? Do you have anybody that you love in this town outside of what's already in this house? We're in this house with you. I can. There's somebody that said, "Hey, I saw them." You have anybody here in this town besides other than the ones we've seen? You have son-in-law or my sons and my daughters, whatsoever, whosoever thou hast in the city, bring them out of this place. Get them out. You love them. Don't lie and say you love them. Do you love them? Do you have charge over them? Get them out. We'll see them. Get them out. For we will destroy this place because the cry of them is waxing great before the face of the Lord. And the Lord hath set, sent us to destroy it. Lot went out and spake unto his sons-in-law, which married his daughters, and said, Up! Get you out of this place, for the Lord will destroy this city. Forty days, Nineveh. But he seemed as one that mocked with his son. And when the morning arose, this is how, this is, let me go back to sleep. You quit waking me up. I want to go back to sleep. You're mocking me. And when the morning arose, the eight angels hastened Lot, saying, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters, which are here. Take the ones that are here. Take the ones that are here. Lest thou be consumed with the iniquity of the city. And while he lingered, oh, 
like Peter. What a what a man like me. The men laid a hold upon his hand, and upon the hand of his wife, and upon the hand of his two daughters, and the Lord being merciful unto him. And they brought him forth and set him about the city. Who's this about? Lot, the people of Sodom, Lot, his family. Lot, just Lot, righteous Lot, that one that was justified, that was righteous. Godly Lot, a sinner saved by God's grace. That's who this was about. Where is he? Sodom. Willfully, in a wicked, wicked, desolate city. Where there's a famine, there's no gospel there. No brethren for him, and he willfully chose to be there. What's that a picture of? This sin-cursed world. His people walk this earth in a sin-cursed world. They wake up in the mornings, and they put their work boots on, and they go to work with people that are just like everybody else in this world. Why are you happy today? The sun came up. My God will save his people. There's still some out there. Well, hush. This is a factory you're going to talk to me about. <laughs> Ain't no different, baby. Or worse. Oh, that's right. Mm, I love Jesus. Oh. So sorry for them. What was he doing? His soul was vexed. That's what Peter, Peter called him. His soul was vexed. He was preaching fire and brimstone. There's a big, big difference between what people consider preaching fire and brimstone. I don't like it. I don't have it. You're scaring people into making a decision. Read that bulletin. Y'all got a bulletin? I encourage you. I implore you. If I tell you to read something, please read it. It'll be good for you to read what I tell you to read. Lord, people are motivated by grace and by love. We're not motivated by fear and by teaching them a lesson. We're going to take something from you. We'll get, no. But there's a truth of fire and brimstone. Tell men and women, you will die in and of yourself. Outside of the blood of Christ, you're going to stand before a holy God you offended. Judgment's coming, and you're going to die. Eternal death, the second death. That's what Ezekiel's charge was. Lord said, Son of man, I've given thee, I've made thee a watchman of the house of Israel. Therefore hear the word of my mouth and give them warning for me and say unto the wicked, Thou shalt surely die. If you keep doing what you do, you're going to die and go to hell. Ladies, is that screaming and putting on a theatrical show? Man will show up for theater, won't they? We've seen that happen in this county, haven't we? People show up for a show. Theatrical display. This is compelling to There's no high and mighty. I don't have my nose up in the air. Please, for your soul's sake, you'll die if you keep doing what you're doing. Knock it off. Quit trusting in what you've already done. Quit trusting in yourself. Quit trusting in yourself. Make yourself holy. And bow to God. Christ is all. You're going to make yourself better? You can't. He's all. What, what, how, what, what if I don't know enough? He's my wisdom. Run to him. Get up and get out of this city of death that you're living in and run to him. From 2 Peter chapter 2. 2 Peter chapter 2. 
They're great warnings throughout the scriptures. Hosea, those first three chapters, what a beautiful picture of what's going to happen. What a lovely picture of the Lord saving and lowering a prostitute that's naked and toothless on a slave block and him buying her. And he made his prophet go through all of that because he's going to show Israel how he saved sinners. Those that he saves, he's going to show them what a sinner they are. What a blasphemer you have always been. And then, he's got those three wonderful chapters, and then chapter after chapter of hard things. Hard things. Kevin, y'all not say that. Y'all be happy. These are hard sayings. Who can hear them, Kevin? Well, if you say that, well, if. Remember when people? If. Those who know the seriousness of their soul, those who know the value of their soul, those who the Lord made aware, they will have an eternity in front of them and what they are. They'll take heed to Second Peter, you got that? Second Peter chapter 2, verse 1. But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. And many shall follow in their pernicious ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. And through covetousness shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you. They're going to milk you. <laughs> For filthy lucre. Whose judgment now of long time lingereth not, and their damnation some slumbereth not. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, and deliver them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment, and spare not the old world, but save Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in a flood upon the world of the ungodly. 120 years Noah stood up there, preached, didn't he? He's one that mocks. Nobody cared about what he said. He quit. He quit, did he? Step on. Turning verse 6, 2 Peter 2 6, and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemn them with an overthrow, making them an example unto those that after should live ungodly. Everyone lives ungodly. Who's that? Everybody born Adam. You worship the creature over the creator. Well, not my little God. There you go. I won't get into Romans 1. That's what Paul was talking about. Look at that next step. What an example we have to this day. But here's three precious verses. Three wonderful verses. Verse 7. And delivered just Lot, righteous, justified Lot, vexed with a filthy conversation of the wicked. Oh, he couldn't stand it. For that righteous man dwelt among them, and seeing and hearing, vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. As he sat in that gate, and he heard what was, he was stuck there now. Can't leave. And he heard everything they said. And he saw what he knows what's going to happen. He knows that the Lord will not clear the guilty. Sin will be punished. What do you think he cared about them sheep? You think he cared about that grass and them well watered plains? Think he cared about that real estate he had? Why, well, this series been old Brother Marvin preached a message from this. He said, This ain't a joke. That's five of them. This ain't a joke. 
Say ten. This ain't story hour. This ain't Aesop's fables. I don't come here and stand in front of you three hours a week to, to tickle your souls and make you feel good in your ears and all that stuff. Hear me. Uh, verse nine. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptation. I don't. I don't. He does. It's gonna be through the preaching of the word. I know that. So guess what I'm gonna do? Stand on my hind two legs and give it all I got. Do everything in my power makes sure my children serve the gospel. Do everything in my power makes sure you serve the gospel. Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptation and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. There's a common salvation that's spoken in the scriptures, and that's not common. That's not for us. Everybody underneath the sun and just a pretty pleased grandma is going to be safe because she's a nice person. It's common to all those that Christ shed his blood for. Is there any difference between me and law? And either in ignorance or the blood it took to save them or the, the person he was looking to. There's no difference. What about if the Lord's pleased let this earth go on 2,000 more years? You think there'll be a sinner saved in 2,000 years that needs a different Savior than I do, than you do? That's common. <laughs> we need a Savior? Yeah, because we're commonly in sin. What blood can atone? Only his. Ain't nothing changed. Verse 10, but chiefly them that walk after the flesh and the lust of uncleanness and despise government. Won't have this man reign over us or anything. This folk here last morning, so I'm going to complain about the government. You despise the government. Presumptuous. Are they self-willed? They are not afraid to speak evil of dignities. Not dignitaries, but dignities. Glorious things, worship, things of the Lord. Whereas angels, which are greater in power and might, bring not railing accusations against them before the Lord. But these, as natural brute beasts, made to be taken and destroyed, speak evil of the things that they understand not. Y'all not do that. You got a good handle on it? Then hush. And shall utterly perish in our own corruption. Verse 13, and shall receive the reward of unrighteousness. As they that count it pleasure to riot in the daytime, spots they are and blemishes, sporting themselves in their own deceiving deceivings while they feast with you. I'll sit down and have lunch with you. Tell you all about it. Having eyes full of adultery that cannot cease from sin, beguiling unstable souls, and heart that they have exercised with covetous practices, cursed children, which have forsaken the right way. Now you stop it, Timmy. Little Susie, you quit that. No! And then they keep running. No, listen to their mommy and daddies. Do what they want. Curse children. And are gone astray, following the way of Balaam and Boaster, who loved the wages of unrighteousness, but was rebuked for his iniquity. The dumb ass, speaking with man's voice, forbade the madness of the prophet. These are wells without water, clouds that are carried with the tempest, to whom the midst of darkness is reserved forever. For when they speak great swelling words of vanity, they allure through the lust of the flesh, through much wantonness. Those that were clean escaped from them who live in error. While they promise them liberty, freedom, liberty, do what you want. They themselves are servants of corruption. For of whom a man is overcome, 
of the same as he brought in bondage. For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein and overcome. The latter end is worse with them than the beginning. What's that mean? Those that hear the gospel preached, not just those that live righteously, and those that don't make the children mind, and those that seek their own pleasures and everything else. It's worse for them to hear the gospel preached and they ignore it. And they don't, well, eh, take it or leave it. Our Lord preached that day. He said, Whosoever shall not receive you nor hear your words when you depart out of that city or house, shake off the dust off of your feet. Verily I say unto you, there will be more tolerable in the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in that day of judgment than for that city. And Peter, Peter echoes it here again. Verse 21. For it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than, after they have known it, to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. But it is happened unto them according to the true proverb. The dog is turned to his own vomit again, and the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mud. Seeing all that punishment, all that sin, seeing how that directly speaks to me. Does that make me cry for mercy? How can a sinner like me be delivered from myself? That's all I need. How can I be? Like the Apostle Paul, he said he's a blasphemer. He persecuted the church. That not only means he went out and threw rocks at them, he corrected everything they did. He persecuted the church. He was injurious to others and himself. Is that me? Is that you? You're been blasting? What hope do we have? Knowing the holy God that reigns and rules everything and, and manipulates this universe. What hope do we have? What knowledge can save us? Verse 9. Back up verse 9. 2 Peter 2, verse 9. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptation. That's it. Lies are so much negative there. Because if the salvation is clear and plain and easy, and the salvation is of the Lord. The Lord knows how to save his people. He knows how to deliver them. We just need a whole lot of verses to make us believe it. So there's so so little, and it's just pure facts and truth. Oh, all that that short sentence says. We need to know what we are. It's reality will die in our sins. I'll say this, and, and where do you want to lunch at? We feel like he, I don't know where we're going. Whew, it was quick. What that doctor come in? Like six months. You're going to die. <laughs> you going to cut the grass? I don't worry about that grass. No. Let it grow up. You feed the dog. Let the dog starve. I'm going to die. Then we care what in the words of man. That is this message. The Lord saves whom he will, when he will. But today is that day. Get up out of your house, out of your single houses, that God says. Run from your mansion, run from your houses, run from your tents, your lean-tos, your businesses, whatever. Run from your baptisms, run from your little prayers that you said. Run from all your religion. And run to him. Everything built with hands, run from it. 
the Lord's coming. And only he can save. Well, how do I know if it's his? If, if I'm his, you call to him, Lord, save me. <laughs> only he can save and only his righteousness will do. How about in our text? The servants of the Lord came to Lot. Genesis 19, verse 12. And it says, And the men said unto Lot, Hast thou here any besides, son-in-law, and thy sons, and thy daughters, and whatsoever thou hast in the city? Bring them out of this place, because, for we will destroy this place, because the cry of them is waxing great before the face of the Lord. And the Lord hath sent us to destroy them. What mercy. That seems so harsh, doesn't it? What mercy. To tell Lot what the Lord would do. For him to send a messenger to say, the Lord's going to burn the city, Lot. Get your family into that. What's that worth? I know what it cost the Lord to do that. His son. God turned his back on God for that. And as an ascension gift, he gave this. What do you think they Twofold message of the servants of these servants. Get out of here. Salvation's of the Lord, and the Lord will destroy this place. He will punish sin. Get you and whoever is in your influence and bring them out. Why didn't my angel say those sins of the Lord? Why didn't they say get all the righteous out? Only the Lord knows what righteous are. So we compel every creature, every man, woman, and child. To turn from yourself and run to him. Judgment's coming. Run to Christ. He's already paid judgment for his people. He's already bore our sins and iniquities. He's already bore our condemnation. Come to me. Run. This what law is going to do sound familiar? He goes and requires of those in his family and his circle of friends to hear the word of the Lord. That's what Abraham did in chapter 18, wasn't it? Lord spoke to him and said, For I know him that he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment. Get you and all you love out. Get them out. Put everybody in this house before hand carry you out again. We'll see this again in Exodus. That was the very first Passover, wasn't it? And it's, you shall put the blood as a token upon the houses. Kids, get in the house. Why, Daddy? We're going to put the blood on here. When the Lord sees the blood of this lamb, he'll pass over us. Get in the house. Well, I don't want to. Well, he just, I just, he's ran boats. Just, I couldn't make him snatch that young enough. Make him. That's why I wore a belt today. Take it off and make him. Well, they're grown. So what? Get in the house. Because it's serious. Isn't it? I, mean, that's, I get a lot of trouble. I just have to get trouble out of here. We're in the war and I got good armor. The Lord gave me a buffer. Uh, people say they believe in infant baptism. No, they don't. They're lying. If they did, they'd get a fire truck and drive up down the streets and spray everybody coming and going, wouldn't they? Do I believe him? But I went to my brothers and sisters and said, Get in the house. Lord's coming. Get under the blood. It shall come to pass when your children shall say to you, This is how the children's going to learn. What mean you by doing this service, Daddy? Why are you having this Passover? Why are you cooking this lamb up? That you shall say that it's the sacrifice of the Lord's Passover who passed over the houses of the children of Israel and Egypt. He smote the Egyptians 
and delivered our houses. He came to us, son. He saved us. And the people bowed their head and worshiped. This is all in his blood, children. Rahab the harlot. I won't have you turn there. Joshua 2. Two servants came, didn't they? Came in, spoke to this whore, and they, she took care of them, hit them up on the ceiling, covered them in flat, let down that scarlet cord, said, Go hide the mountains, I'll, I'll defer them. And they said, You get everybody in your house. Get your mommy and your daddy and your sons and your daughters and your friends and your neighbors and whoever you love. And you get them in this house. And you hang that scarlet cord out the window. And when we come, we'll destroy this entire city. Except for where we see that red cord. Where we see that blood. That's what that picture is. Except for where we see Christ. Everything's going to die. What'd she do? She got her whole family shacked up in a whorehouse. Is that what it was? Now let me ask you something. How many times do you think she checked that, that cord that night? You think she tied the knot? That's good. Go sleep. <laughs> Lay down. Oh, okay. Oh, oh. <laughs> Time to draw near it. The Lord preached this to Noah. Get all of your house in, household into what looks like a huge coffin. It's unappealing to me. They're in Sodom. We've got a two-bedroom townhouse or whatever it was. Come on, boys, let's go. Angel of the Lord are here. Got here. Rahab, come into this house of ill repute. I don't seem right. Noah, you and yours. Getting this big thing, it looks like a huge black coffin. Big square. It's got pitch all over it. Sticky. Don't touch it. We don't have Don Dip soap ain't been invented yet. It's going to be on your hands for two weeks. Ugh. It's undesirable, isn't it? This life and death. And not to love, not for me, to, for me not to love, mourn my loved ones is to hate them. For those inside of my sphere of influence, do not make them come into this house. It's to hate them. Well, that's not just right. Yeah, it is. Solomon says that. He that spareth his rod hateth his son, but he that loveth him chasteneth him early. Chasteneth him early. And you know we'll justify ourselves in anything. I'll make my children mine. They took the trash out three years ago. That was a bag of trash three years ago sitting there in the kitchen. They took it out. Oh, man, I'm a good parent. I'll make them mine. Make them sit underneath the sound of the gospel. What are you doing for your birthday? I want to worship God. When you got a party to go to, we're going to worship God. That's what we're doing. Genesis 19, verse 14. The lot went out. What did he do? The servants of God came and gave him instruction. They spoke the words of the Lord to Lot. And what did Lot do? He did it. Didn't he? And Lot went out and spake unto his son-in-laws, which married his daughters, and said, Get you up, you went to the heads of the houses. Get up. Get you out of this place, for the Lord will destroy this city. But he seemed as one that mocked unto his son laws One that mocked. His testimony was gone. That wasn't a convenient time. It wasn't a convenient day for me to go wake my son laws up. Hogwash. What about that Philippian Jacob? Paul and Silas was up praying at midnight, weren't they? Midnight. It was the middle of the night. It's your middle of the night. The morning's coming. It was dark. Oh, it's a dark land. And they were praying, and the earthquake came, and the walls fell down. That Philippian jailer was about to kill himself. He said, Well, this is it. My career is over. 
If I don't do it, they're going to do it for me. They're about torture me. And Paul said, do no harm to yourself. Don't kill yourself. You see death coming, don't worry. We're all here. Make them. And what did that fellow do? What must I do to be saved? Believe Christ? Believe him. Believe what? Everything he says. He is who he says he is. He does what he promises he's going to do. That's faith, isn't it? Believe in God's going to do what he says he's going to do. And he said, you come on. Come to my house. I'm going to be baptized right now. And they baptized him. And he woke his kids up. Woke his wife up. Said, you get up and you go downstairs. Some men's going to tell you everything they told me. And I preached to them. Paul and Sauce, well, okay. And they preached to him. 2 a.m. Be ready in season and out of season. Whether I feel like it or not. They said, Lot, you're mocking us. It's the middle of the night. Go home, Lot. You're drunk. <laughs> We've heard this a thousand times. Well, you'll hear it once more, won't you? Or they said, you know, you've got a tarnished testimony. You, you live in this city like we do. Why should we listen to you? You live next door to us. You've been here. That's what you've been doing this whole time, isn't it? This is the 14th church you've attended. Why would, you, why would I go to a 15th one? I get it. I get it. I know people that grew up in religion in their whole life. They've had religion just shoved down their throats. They, they didn't eat a meal in peace without somebody just quoting verses to them or putting stuff on the wall or something. And then two messengers come. This is the truth. I'm not lying. Come hear me. I'm good. Bad enough. I don't blame you. I get it. I didn't fit it in the bulletin. But a friend of mine went through the importance of your example. You may have read this in school. The old proverb is a picture is worth a thousand words, and a wise man will endeavor to portray it in his life what he speaks from his mouth. Paul admonished Timothy to be thou an example of believers. Because his manner of life and conduct would either enforce or destroy his speech in the pulpit. This is a good rule for us as well. If you desire to be used of God for the salvation of those around you, you must seek to exemplify the gospel of Christ and the spirit of Christ in your daily conduct. The way you live, what you say, the principles of your life, and the attitude you display at home, at work, in business, at school, or in relaxation will either enforce or destroy the gospel you profess to believe. Seek to adorn the doctrine of God, our Savior, in all things. To those who know you best, what you do is as important as what you say. What kind of example do you set before you? Question. I hit me right where I live. What kind of example? I had it in last week. What kind of church would this be if everybody's just like me? Uh, <laughs> verse 15. When the morning arose, then the angels hastened Lot, saying, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters, which are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. And while he lingered, why did Lot linger? He was mourning the loss of his daughters and sons-in-laws. He was mourning the loss of those he loved, those he cared for. And he knew he was about to depart mother and father, sister and brother. 
son and daughter. He was about to say, they have no answers. And you know what he did? Why did he linger more, more seconds? He prayed for them. Oh, give them just 30 more seconds. Maybe the Lord work in their heart. There's still, there's still breath in their lungs. Lord, save. You save me. Save them. And he lingered and he prayed for them and he lingered and he called out to them. Boys, let's go. Because it was serious. It's life and death and that's what's coming. While he lingered, the men laid hold on his hand. What if I just love my children? You know? well, by the Lord, he's going to let his hand on me. He's going to take me by the hand. If this was my decision, I'd choose wrong. He has to take me by the hand. And upon the hand of his wife, and upon the hand of his two daughters, there's two servants and four hands, they snatched them up. Oh, they lingered and yanked them out of that place. The Lord saves people against their will with their full consent. And you better hope he violates your free will or whatever you think you got and manipulates everything in providence to save you. But we have no hope. That's not kind. Yes, it is. Look here. The Lord being merciful unto you. That's the mercy of a covenant God that came down. He made promise. This was one of his people. And no matter what happened on this earth, he went and took him by the hand and pulled him out of it. That's, that's sure. That's going to happen. The Lord shall save his people from their sin. And they brought him forward and set him without the city. He willfully went down to Sodom. He willfully set new gates. He willfully gave his daughters to sons in that city. And this is mercy in spite of our sins. Mercy in spite of our sins. This is what we tell others. This is what we preach. I hope. Right here in this congregation. What we preach. Judgment's coming. The world's going to burn. It's all vanity. None of this means anything. And you either stand in front of the holy God of heaven and earth in your own blood, which can't atone for anything. Or you'll stand in the blood of Christ, which has already made it home. Now get up and get out of the city. <laughs> That's mercy. He does it all. Bow to him, scream, cry to him, call out to him. Because he delights to show mercy. He delights to show mercy. I'll kiss him on. That's pretty good. <clears throat> Father, thank you for this word. Lord, speak to the hearts of your people. Allow us to see our enemy. Allow us to see our Savior. Make us cry to Oh, he's faithful. Allow us to see his faithfulness. What a majestic and wonderful Savior we have, Lord. What stiff neck, rebel we are. Oh, you have saved your Son. Save us today. Lord, say, keep us. Save us until we're made like Christ and able to worship him. As he deserves to be there. We look at our soul in this place today. Lord, give us ears to hear. Give us hearts to rejoice. For this salvation is come. We ask these things of what Christ has already accomplished for us. It's in his name and his blood that we ask. Amen. Let me back to you.